wait, I'm literally just cooking to death. Please, just kill me. That's not the high ground way. I mean, the Jedi way. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying I've beaten you, and I'm on the high ground, so. High ground. Welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo and this week the not-so-stereotypical millennials will be going back to the galaxy far, far away to talk about the first two episodes of the Obi-Wan series from Disney+. Plus. This week, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Michael R. Power and Ian Walter. Gentlemen, let's dig right in because let's not beat around the bush. We've, we've gone through a lot of Disney Plus shows, the Marvel shows, the other Disney and and Star Wars shows. Um, there's a lot to talk about because we have two episodes to go through here that was uh, that were just released the other day. And uh, let's just start from the beginning. Ian, you have some of the notes in front of you as far as like sort of how the episodes flowed, how did everything gets started, and uh, and we'll sort of talk about uh, not quite scene by scene, but but close. We'll kind of break it down as we go. It's good. You know, we've been excited about this series since it dropped. Like those Disney announcements, we had an episode covering those, and we were. Certainly hyped for what's to come. And I think, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about exactly what we just saw. So I really liked how this thing opened up with a previously on, even though it was a brand new sort of limited series. supposed to be like six episodes. We got some like recap of the prequel trilogy and it was amazing. I love it. It was perfect because um, especially when you watch it with someone like my wife, for example, or someone who doesn't know or wouldn't recognize the scenes from some of the movies or prequels or shows like perfect absolutely perfect like it's a really good way of doing it and something they haven't done yet so i like that too i thought that was great the recap is better storytelling than the entire oh, prequel so. <laughs> there it is <laughs> oh I, I, snap. I think I, yeah i think i got more out of it <laughs> to be honest <laughs> it was good though it was needed it was, even though we mm-hmm. rewatched them it was needed you know we saw clips of characters like mace windu that we know we're not going to get in this series but it's nice to like refresh your memory about the whole like what happened to obi-wan throughout the whole thing right so now you know picks up where it left off although i liked also the tie-in from the previously on to exactly what happens in the opening sequence before we even get the obi-wan kenobi title card we get an order 66 like flashback attack you just you know it opens up on coruscant you see the padawans in training and then there's a seasoned jedi knight it would it would appear um like kind of instructing them and then trying to help them out, right? Like trying to save them during order 66. And it's just, it's quite an action sequence. I love it. Did you guys, the thought ever crossed your brain, which crossed my brain when I watched the prequels and in this scene, which is like, we have seen so much star Wars of literally like thousands of stormtroopers not able to kill a single Jedi that every time they show order 66, it's like three or four stormtroopers, like killing a Jedi. It just, something about (laughs) it looks wrong. It's just like, so that, that's I, have, what I always like it always looks wrong to me. I have something to say about that, actually. Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Because we're dealing with clones who are actually skilled at killing. And there's an arc during like the Bad Batch, I think, and like some of the other stuff where they're trying to now convert it so that it was like a bit of a retcon, I think, so that like the clones were phased out by real people that they yeah. like recruited, which kind of makes right. sense when the Empire expands. You got to recruit. A whole galaxy right so they kind of phase that out and they have some sort of explanation as to why they would be less skilled 
because of the yeah, way they were that's trained. That's true. Yeah. Well, definitely because yeah, there were just people that were just pulled in. But that's like slash forced. That's just clever writing at this point to try and like, yeah. But dot. I don't think it's that much of a retcon necessarily. I think that's that's understandable. And also when they made the originals, and if you're doing any stories around those movies, um, you know the thought was there, but it's not like it's lucas knew anything about all these as deep as the prequels got or as deep as the shows got none of that stuff was but those are the the stormtroopers 70s in the new prequel in the new sequel series right there well even the originals and the the originals some of them are not like many of them are not clones clones. yeah oh okay so so, some are and i would say that lots are but especially in the new ones they would not be clones. Right. They would be yeah, I think recruits, they so they'd be pulled as when they were babies and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They kind of touch on that later in the episode too with a kind of cool nod, which we'll get yeah. to. Um, but it it does. It opens up like on a dour note, just like back at Order 66. Power always loves those sequences, you know. <laughs> Any chance to bring up Order 66? But then we go into the intro, which is actually not to do with Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is a cool, I think, take on how you would bring us back to Tatooine again. Another thing that Power loves. But we're here and we're here at least for episode one. And uh, I I will say before that I'm not going to hate on this for taking place on Tatooine because it actually makes sense. Because if you're going to do Obi-Wan series, that's where he lived, right? It bugs me more when they when they write brand new stories like Mandalorian and then they shoehorn Tatooine in there. Like that to me is like, just go somewhere else. Like it was all all to set off a spinoff series. Yeah, exactly. and And then but it makes sense for obviously the obi-wan series to start on tatooine and take a lot of it take place so that it doesn't bother me that much if you're going to tell his story between the two movies then yeah obviously you're gonna be on tatooine so yeah yeah so i need i need both of your takes on this because this was something exciting for a lot of star wars fans but in come the inquisitors right we got the grand inquisitor we got fifth brother it would seem and uh third sister reva who's Mm -hmm. kind of like a rebellious student and these are like jedi turned to the dark side by darth vader None other than Darth Vader himself. Yeah. Who was kind of teased at in the previously on. So we know we're looking forward to seeing what Darth Vader's up to in this series. What did you guys think of the Inquisitors? Did you know anything about them? Were they exciting? Like Mike, I'm curious what you what you thought. Uh I just know nothing I know nothing about them except for what I've seen people on Twitter, basically, which is a terrible place to get information, especially Star Wars <laughs> information. So um yeah, I don't know really anything about them. I know they're I know they're from the clone wars cartoon i know people were upset by the way that the bald guy looked and that's all i know which is actually ridiculous if you look at any other character like count dooku versus like christopher lee in you know attack of the clones and revenge of the sith like it's it's not like you can compare animation that way and be like oh i'm mad it's just so people people wanted a cg character is that what it well, is or? it's just as different as the, like, you could pick cad bane like i'm sure he got picked apart online too you know yeah I mean? although so, i would say he looked not not that i don't think that i don't think the grand inquisitor looked poor in any way like look bad in any way but i would say to me cad bane looked better than he did but it's also a different it's also a different outfit it's also a different look well, completely right the grand it inquisitor is, that people are comparing him to is actually five years later which is interesting which we can oh about. i didn't realize so, exactly okay, interesting. so We'll get to that as well, but like yeah, I, I I know from I know them from the uh, Jedi Order game, uh, Fallen Order. Oh, I, that's I, where I know glad you brought that up because that is yeah. like the connection, right? That's yeah, where that's like, and up. that's her connection too. What's her name? Riva or Riva? Yeah, Riva, yeah, yeah, like she's in that game, 
right? Because she's part of the yeah. sisters. Yeah. I, I believe now what this means is that in the game takes place just after this. I believe. So you kind of have a head up, heads up on some some of the stuff that might on, happen on her at least, and at least so, what the Inquisitors are. Yeah, that's the only. That's that's how I learned what the Inquisitors were. Okay, and how I recognized her because she actually looks very similar to what what I can remember. Very similar to what she looks like in the game as well, which is really cool. Like just just her facial structure and everything. I'm not. I have no idea if it's the same actress. I should look that up, but looks very similar. Um, and I thought I thought that was cool. I thought that was great. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Mike, you, you didn't play. I thought you played Fallen Order. I thought you did. No. Well, we have Game Pass, and it's on the EA Game Pass thing, so you can play it if mm-hmm. you wanted to. <laughs> it's it's really it's really fun. It's not a typical Star Wars game. It's really good. Um, and also his little buddy shows up in the, in, in Boba Fett book of Boba Fett. So, uh, um, well, yeah, I actually, I really liked how now we're getting like in the way that bad batch and clone wars, sometimes that stuff is coming out in live action with, um, mm-hmm. Mandalorian or, uh, well, not so much book of Boba Fett, but it's all tied together. Anyways, we yeah. have now like rebels material coming into the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which kind of like. It's nice for fans who have followed the Rebel series. And now you're seeing these characters pop up again. And like yeah. you said, Jedi Fallen Order tells you all about them too. So yep. we got the Grand Inquisitor like kind of leading the charge. We got Reva like hot on his heels, wanting to like gain favor with Darth Vader. And she, it's interesting. We get a monologue from Grand Inquisitor where he's like rooting out the Jedi. He's searching for a Jedi on Tatooine. And we just like, you know, the viewer could assume, well, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi because that's the series, right? So he's looking, looking for a Jedi. And, you know, it reminded me of like, uh, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit when it's like, you know, <laughs> shaving a haircut two bit, like he's looking for <laughs> Roger in the walls. It's kind of like a scene like that. He's trying to find him out. And then Reva accelerates the situation by throwing a knife at the uh, bartender. And then, you know, the Jedi, he's exposed because he stops it. And, cool you know, cool way, he's, he's cool way to sort of weed someone out. I think that's kind of a cool idea. Like, obviously, it's yeah. aggressive. And he said, you know, patience is how you find Jedi and stuff. So it's so going against that and everything. But I thought that was a cool way. It's not like it's not like the guy got up and said, I'm here to save them. It was like she threatened someone. And and what he was saying, his monologue was 100 percent correct. They can't help themselves. They have to help people in need. Yeah. And what else? What else was interesting was that she's willing to go an extra mile, even then Grand Inquisitor at this point. Like he wants to kind of do things a certain way and she's like trying to accelerate it, trying to do it more aggressively. And then he gets away as a result because they didn't go with like her approach. Right. Yeah. So he does get away. And then we're kind of uh, we're bouncing around to um, yeah, who is the Jedi. Did, did you guys did that person have any relevance to you or he was just there? Uh, to, no, not for me. I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell. Okay. I can't. Yeah. But it's just so cool he, that like he's just you know, there to be the misdirect. Do you think they're like, oh, yeah. another Jedi and then have that scene? OK, that makes sense. Well, yeah. and he's there for later in the episode when he's when he's there hanging, you know, like well, that. Also, that's it, uh, too, it's right? a significant he's, kind of situation for Obi-Wan's character, too, in the series. Like I found because like he has to kind of still stay hidden even though this guy's running around on yep. Tatooine right where he is. Yep. I thought it was an interesting choice. And I think they yep. lean into that and that kind of starts off the journey and everything, right? So we're gonna get like six episodes of this thing. I kinda like where it's headed after two. But we're gonna stick with this one as uh you know he he goes back to his place um where you know he's been living as a hermit. Like we've seen it in the original trilogy, but this is kind of like the start of it. It takes place ten years before the original trilogy. Right. So so Lucas. So then Lucas, Luke and Leia are 20 when it starts then. So now we kind of know what age they were <laughs> right? because like they're 10 now, right? They're 10. Yeah. It's yeah. 10 years later. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, Leia, Leia says 10 
and if they're supposed to be 20 then yeah okay yeah that adds up yeah like we see him you know going over to check on luke and that's a cool sequence too but this is where the uh jedi comes back into play because he's he's roaming the desert and the jedi actually finds like finds him this was intense because he basically says like the jedi should end it's similar to like luke in the last jedi and you know it's just not on a lonely island but i also love that he brought like he wanted to go watch on luke we get that sequence what do you guys think of seeing young luke on tatooine it had to be done right yeah yeah they had to show it i mean it they, it i actually um sort of this might be a slight bit of spoiler if, if people don't want to hear it or if you guys don't want to hear it but oh, when i sort of looked now well, I mean, like in general, like just for the series in total. Oh, like future episodes. Okay. Yeah, like future episodes. I I went to look up. Oh, we'll talk about it when we get there. But I went to look up just to confirm my suspicion of someone who was who was in these two episodes, and I noticed that the kid that plays Luke, I think, is only in it for two or three episodes. So it's possible that we don't really get much more of him, and he's only seen sort of at a distance, like he is in this first episode, which I'm fine with. I'm totally yeah, okay with yeah. that. Uh, I, I actually think you're right. Think, I think that's what they'll probably. That's do. probably Hopefully. what they'll do, especially because, of course, we're focusing on the Leia the story, flip side, which, which is better. Which, I think a lot better. Honestly, like my like, me and Mike saw each other yesterday. As of this recording, we we're both like, "Wait, that is what they did? That's crazy! Like that was mm. not leaked or talked about or even even considered." I think, like, never mind leaks. Like there was no chat about the fact that this was going to involve Leia whatsoever and i don't know if it was always that my suspicion and i was telling this to the wife while i was watching i was like i think that they may have gone partially in that direction or at least considered it because she's not around anymore and they want to give leia more of a chance because they can't do that with her with carrie fisher anymore so they want to flesh out a little bit more of that because mark hamill's had a chance to and may continue to have a chance to but carrie fisher can't do that anymore because five years ago she passed away or whatever the year was, right? So this is another way of making her character a little bit more fleshed out. And I, I appreciate that. I like that. Yeah. It's also I, a great way to have my, Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi like have a mission off Tatooine, right? But go yeah. ahead, Howard. That's I was going to say, about that? that's my theory of why they inv would involve Leia. And what I love about what the show did in the first episode was I was, I was scared that it was going to be like, these are the adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi while he's on Tatooine. And it's like mm -hmm. every week it's going to be like the Mandalorian, like every week he's on a different adventure. And it's kind of like, well, in the original trilogy, you know, he's supposed to be a hermit recluse hiding there, just looking after Luke and living this non-conspicuous life. So, so the, I think they, they really thought that through and they thought, okay, what's the one thing that would get him to sort of like, see, like they committed to like he, for 10 years, he, buried his lightsaber he's been living this like inconspicuous life he's not been adventuring he's not been using his powers what's the one thing uh that would get him to leave you know watching luke leave tattooing and go on an adventure and like the only thing yeah. and th the best thing you can think of which i would never think of but they thought of it which is awesome is you know it's a mission to rescue leia which is perfect which would which would be the thing the only thing to get him off of the planet and his duty there right so that i thought it was yeah. great i thought that was they nailed it for me all my worries sort of went away when that plot line was introduced it was a good point because uh bail organa gets to be back in it too like a lot yes, of these passings great. the prequel trilogy like yeah. we had um you know we had joel edgerton as owen lars so we have like people coming back for this like it's it's still in world and it's pretty 
pretty cool. And, you know, we, we didn't really touch on his humble beginnings, but, you know, he's doing the meat packing thing. And then, um, you know, when he was at home, what did you, yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool visual to have like a downed beast in the sand dunes and have like a meat business surrounding that. Um, and of course, like him not being able to show his abilities or do anything to protect the people, but uh, also him having nightmares. Like we sort of gloss over the yeah. fact that like he's like really struggling with the whole Anakin thing. And then he, um, you know, he gets drawn in this way with, uh, you know, they, they're really the Inquisitors really turn up the gears where um, Reva confronts Owen in the streets and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is just watching. And he's already kind of condemned the other Jedi like he's really committing to this sort of safe secret and mission. being quiet and exactly not, yeah. and, and he's not even kind of helping Owen at this point but then it's because uh also Reva's overstepping her boundaries and they kind of like sidestep the whole Owen thing but I did think it was a cool exchange I really like Owen's role in this and uh the way he's kind of like committing to not wanting anything to do with Obi-Wan I, I do like how they really are um showing you that because this is you know 10 years later um they really are showing you that it's not like just the empire or the developing empire just shows up and ooh everybody's scared because they wear black and they have red lightsabers. No, it's because they've established the fact that these inquisitors have done so much work already destroying so many Jedi that are still left in villages or whatever they have to do to to get to the answer sort of thing uh, or get the result that they want that like immediately when they show up the whole town just sort of stops, right? Um you know, and, and we do get a comment like, oh, this is the outer rim. You have no, you know, you have no right to be here or something similar to that. Right. So they are commenting on the fact that, you know, you don't rule this planet, but, you know, we're we still kind of scared. Yeah, yeah exactly. we still have to, like, stand in line. And, like, you know, that I think all that works because it really does tie into the whole feel of just how intense it really is and what we've always known about what the Empire has been. It really sort of adds more to what was happening in. In, especially in episode four. That's good. Did you guys like uh, sort of Leia's characterization, how she's off in the woods and like stargazing and naming all the ships? And then, of course, she's always getting into trouble. So now she's actually going to get kidnapped by uh, a bunch of just gangster pirates. Before, before we get to that part, uh, Mike, you're the you're the girl dad. What did you think of the little girl in the Yeah, <laughs> in like, the show? she's like my favorite character. She's like yeah. adorable. And she's uh, someone on Twitter said like, perfect mix between Padme and Anakin. And if you were listening to her dialogue, um, it seems like they kind of went through and they kind of tried to blend the characteristics of the two characters. So she's obviously smart and like signs of a leader, but then she's sort of like a smart ass, uh, a bit of a rebel kind of like Anakin. Bit of a rebel, oh, eh? Yeah, she's a bit yeah. of a rebel. Rebel with the cause. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't even to, know it yet. <laughs> you had to come out with the dad jokes, huh, Pat? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I, it's great. It, it it really like they really play into the fact that uh that as we as we know of Leia, especially in you know episode four and everything, you know, she's very sassy. She can get stuff done on her own. She just, you know, just because she has princess in her name doesn't mean she can't handle herself. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing for a 10 year old. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, and then the kidnappers are the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say that. So there were a couple like, you know, Easter egg drops. And the first one for me when we met Leia was her like cute little droid, L- Lola. 
like the best droid ever and uh, oh, good. straight out of for me batteries not included from 1987 so mm. like that film was uh it was ilm so like <laughs> you know industrial light magic and then and then the the guy who wrote it was brad bird who is so back in what? my day because he did you know batteries not included the iron giant the incredibles incredibles yeah. 2 um and he even directed mission impossible gross protocol yeah he's a legend um so brad bird um and and then yeah batteries not included was huge for my childhood so seeing that like plucked straight from that movie like this is a fix it from like one of those little flying saucers one of the little baby ones from it's really film. cool looking i hope they find a way yeah. to bring it back i know exactly yeah, so I, I really love like that will because she's so attached to it but and then Dave, you touched on it, the even bigger Easter egg, which is like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We have Flea, aka Needles, a Back to the Future two reference and three. Yeah. Uh, just some some great Lucasfilm references. I mean, it's not actually the Chili Peppers; it's just Flea, but still. <laughs> well, F- well, Flea, and he's like, yeah, he's playing the lead thug, and it's just like, yeah. it's, it's cool. I, to he see popped him. up on screen. I'm like, wait, is that him? It's got to be. And then that's when I looked it up, and I noticed that the the young Luke was only in it for a couple, couple episodes. That's how I, how I saw that. But I was just like, Oh man. So he's like, um, who was the guy that, uh, that had the shop that was ripping off the kids with the water. And, uh, Oh in yeah. Boba Fett. The guy from, uh, it's Milton from office space. Yeah. Like, like he was in it for a couple of scenes in, in one episode and flea is going to be in this for probably just these two episodes. Uh, and play his part because he's probably a Star Wars fan, right? I think that's, that's confirmed by the end of this. Uh, well, yeah, going to go sure. uh, yeah. back to bossing around Marty McFly when it's all done. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just don't challenge him to a ra- like a chicken race. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pirates—they've been so. This is Reva's next bold move because yeah. they're they're meant to actually draw. Not not that she knows about Leia's connection with Obi Wan, but that she knows from the archives that Bail Organa is connected. So kidnaps her, his son, her, sorry, his daughter. And then that's how we end up getting, you know, Obi-Wan drawn out. He actually goes to Tatooine to make sure like he does it after he's like, no, I got to stick to my mission. It's just the boy. But like, it's obviously about both. Of he them. got there awfully yeah, fast like, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he got there a little too fast, <laughs> but uh, it was cool to see him. They did a good exchange and uh, it's just, it's really about setting up. The current antagonist, which seems to be Riva, she's kind of like yeah. outshining her colleagues, even even though she's under the Grand Inquisitor. But it also seems like she's trying to gain favor with Darth Vader, and she knows some stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so so we had, um, you know, they he decides to go, and of course we end off like when when the Jedi is sort of hanging from when he's heading out to le- to go off world, and the Jedi is hanging in the square. And so it's like he made his choice and he's got a bit of guilt there associated mm-hmm. probably, but he has to go on this bigger mission. And I think that's going to be the bulk of this story. This is kind of where episode one wraps up. We have episode two to look forward to talking about, but like, yeah, what did you guys think of like sort of the end of episode one? Were you, were you pumped for sort of the series overall? Uh, Mike, I know that you, you guys split them up. Me, me and the wife watched them back to back. We took like, you know, a 10 minute break or something. <laughs> so we watched them back to back. Um, you, you took a day or two to watch them. Did you, was the first one enticing enough to be like, okay, we got to watch, like not, I we knew we were going to talk about this, but in general, was it enticing enough to sort of carry over to the second episode? Yeah. I think the first episode is the better of the two. And I, I, I cause I also probably, uh, it's unique, almost like unique thing that I did, which is I sat with the first episode for like a few days just because I didn't have time. 
And uh, but yeah, the hook of the first episode was really good, and they really set up Obi Wan as uh, he's living this quiet life, just on Tatooine, and uh, like I said, I like that. And then the the hook of him having rescued Leia is what got like I thought was a really really good hook. I thought it was really smart and well done. And that made me want to see more. It's like, oh, she's in it. And her character is so good like in the, in the episode. And uh, the other thing that the episode I liked was I liked the exchange that him and Uncle Owen had. I never thought Uncle Owen would be a character that I thought was cool. But um, I kind of liked their exchange. And it actually added something. I mean, not add something, but it, it stuck with the... It stuck with the first uh, movie, like mentality of like Luke being trapped on the farm, right? Like leaned into that, and you can see explains it a bit more why, you know, him and uh, Obi Wan or Ben like never he never trained him before that first movie. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, why it's it, tense. Yeah, and so it, back on him pretty good too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. Just, he does. He's great. Flaps he's back. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was good. You know, I, I liked I liked the episode for those reasons. It's truly like he left. He's really has left the uh, Jedi life behind him. Like he really has at at this point in his, which which I think was smart. I was worried it was going to be like Adventures of Obi Wan and Tatooine. He was going to be like off adventuring, but I, I they did made the smart call in my mind to go. It's this better way. that it's not that. I it agree. fit. It yeah. actually fits and doesn't ruin anything that came before it. Right. So well, yep. he's, he's going to have to relearn his abilities because that's what yeah. he's has to figure out by episode two. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think Deborah Chow's killing it. Like I think she did two of the great episodes from the Mandalorian. She did mm-hmm. um, the third episode, which really raised the stakes, you know, the sin. And then she did the penultimate episode, which kind of raised the stakes for the grand finale. So yep. she's she's killing it in Star Wars, and she's done two episodes now, which I think I've, I've been really impressed by the way she did it. Um, yeah. and, and now we're kind of heading into the the adventures beginning, and we have some you know some action ahead of us and some intrigue. So uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi goes off to Dayu for episode two. Uh, they're calling it. I noticed they're calling it part one, part two. So there's a six part series as opposed to episodes in a greater like a bigger show with multiple seasons yeah. so we're just getting kind of six episodes and i hope it is Obi-Wan a mini series and then it's i done. hope it's the one adventure he went on while he was yes you know between Agreed. the two trilogies mm-hmm. and i hope it's i hope it just stops at that and it's i mean the it, one it adventure a, he went on the one time he yeah. meets Darth vader and that's smack it. dab in the middle of 10 years so it's pretty yeah. good it would be i think it would be better if they didn't i agree um although with the way that leia seems to have the attitude that she does it's possible that she gets in trouble again i don't know <laughs> like although she's probably going to be more in the princess you could have so. leia stories that don't really intersect that much with the skywalker saga you know what i mean yeah. you could you could go on and do leia yep. stories with the yep. republic and everything yeah um, teenage leia yeah yeah the the rebellion and like all the stuff that she's doing that we never knew about but yep. there's some books out there but otherwise like she's kind of getting her due now and i like we mentioned for episode one how we're, we like how they're shifting towards leia as opposed to luke i think yep. we've kind of seen a lot from luke and like they want to do stuff when he's kind of older in between the trilogies that's one thing but like to get young luke i mean i'm not i don't think everyone's on board with like seeing no. more adventures of young luke Mm-mm. No, it's negative. Fine. The point of the character is supposed to be he's sort of bored and he's yearning to get off the planet. If if they're yeah, showing spend some time with the other sibling, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so getting onto this onto this planet and then sort of him trying to figure out where Very he's Blade going. Runner planet, right, boys? So back vibes. In my day. I instantly yeah. got that. Yeah, I said yeah, the same. same thing. Yeah, is that's just very very. I mean, 
you know, it's cyberpunk ish and, and all mm-hmm. that, that sort of style and everything. It's really nice. It's really cool looking grungy, but also futuristic. You know, I like that, um, uh, which, which is kind of what tattooing is, but in a desert version in some ways, I guess. But uh, but I like how, um, you know, you, you kind of get these in, in other movies where characters are sort of searching for someone or something. You get a kid that brings you to someone else who's there to rip you off. You know, right. so we've, we've kind of seen that before, but the fact that Kumail is the guy that's there is, oh, is man. he plays his part really well, I think. Really um, cool role, right? Because like it could have gone such a cheesy route. You think this is like a Jedi that's hanging out too? Like how many Jedi are left? You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like when he when he showed up, I was like, did they make him a Jedi? Seriously. And my, and my wife's just like no, I bet he's just ripping him off. I bet he's faking it. I bet there's magnets in his hands. I was like, no, really? Whoa, okay, all right. Cool. She like right away. She got it. <laughs> she got. I mean, it right they definitely away. write it in such a way where it's building to a point where like, okay, these guys taking him for a ride. But like, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely a cool twist on it because then we get to see how Obi Wan would like interact with him. He's a phony. Calls yeah, him a I rat, like the way right? he called him out. You know, he calls him out and sort of, you know, and then he grabs the magnets and stuff. But also and, interesting yeah. that he's doing something good, supposedly, because he's claiming that he's helping people and he's got like some in with a stormtrooper that can let them on a gate. like Something like that. Yeah, it sounds like he sort of has he has a buddy within the system sort of idea. But uh, but he does say later, he goes, I'm trying to make amends, which is why he helps him at the end of the episode. Obi-Wan at the episode, too. So I think that kind of to me, I wasn't like believing. I thought he was still ripping off the mother and the child. Um, but, uh, but then he says that later and I go, Oh, maybe he actually was helping. Maybe, you know, he is trying to be a better person. Obi-Wan calls him a rat. It's kind of like what we were saying when we were talking about the Batman, like honestly, Obi-Wan calls him a rat and then he's turns out he's not a rat. Like he's trying to do the good, a good thing too. He's just like, you know what I mean? So he kind of gets that flip where Penguin gets called out for being a rat, you know, <laughs> that one, so. he has a couple of funny lines too, where he's like, Oh, I can help people. But you know, also credits are really cool. Cause you can buy lots of stuff with credits, you know? He's yeah. Sort of it's kind of like, like the, that walking that line, right? Like yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's a, he's a comedic uh, actor, so he can pull off play like doing the sort of snarky lines and everything. Right. Like if anyone could do it, it would be someone like him. Um, so it's a good choice as well for the, uh, for the role, I think. And we have to trust that he's giving them good coordinates because that's kind of where this is headed. They need to find mm. a place to go. First, obviously, before we get there, um, Ben Kenobi needs to find the girl he's looking for. And he's he's actually asking people in the streets. Like, this is kind of hilarious. But, like, yeah. he does look like Obi-Wan. I know it's been 10 years, but, like, he's just in a hood. Like, he looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's just wearing a hood. <laughs> he's wearing, like, traditional Jedi robes. Like, yeah, yeah that's that's too. Jedi, yeah. that was... They weren't supposed to be Jedi robes in the original trilogy until George Lucas, you know, made them and yeah. the prequels. But yeah, so he's he's hiding but dressing like a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, at this point they know what the Jedi look like, right? So yeah. it's not like yeah, exactly. But it, you know, it's been ten years, I guess, and there's more serious now. But he's yeah. uh, he's on the run, like he's he's looking for the girl. And um, there's a couple back to back Easter eggs here. What did you guys think of? Uh, First, well, first of all, him bumping into a clone. Tomorrow, Morrison himself had a cameo. Yes, and he's wearing like a blue and white stormtrooper, outfit and he's just begging for money. I think that's the first time we actually seen him play a clone. Because I was like, "Is that Boba Fett? What the hell?" And then my <laughs> yeah. wife, Power, was like, "Oh no, remember they're all clones of him." I was like, "Oh yeah, what the hell." Yeah, it's smart. A so. smart way to do it. Also, easy to miss him too because he's really grungy. He's got the be- a beard and long hair and all that kind of like his look. Easy to miss it, but then. You know, I was sort of explaining uh, to the wife as well because she doesn't really much know about 
like sort of clone version of the story and stuff like you know it's they show it in in the in the um uh previously on type of thing that we talked about when it starts the first episode but regardless of who plays the clone you know he's helping someone that potentially tried to kill him and the other jedi and everything like that's what they're getting at right like he is being generous to someone that tried to kill him i think that's i i think that's that is a good call and i think he's also he has like a lot of deep-seated memories from the clone wars and you're right like this is now he's technically turned on him like trying to kill him guy who's just kind of begging for money and he's yep. still doing the Jedi thing and giving it to him. And, and he can't help it, but, he, but to help. Yeah. There's a bit of a bigger Easter egg going here. I don't know if you you had thoughts. Towards I don't know. This, I might have missed Clo- it. In Clone Wars, the captain is Rex, and he wears that blue yes. shoulder pad. And then between Clone Wars and Rebels, he kind of like gets grows older. He he grows. He is a manager to avoid like the accelerated aging, but he loses his mind a little bit. So is this actually like Rex cameo and he just doesn't know who Obi-Wan is anymore and he's lost his mind and Obi-Wan's just kind of like, oh, it's another clone. He wouldn't recognize one versus the next. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Could hmm. be could be something there, but uh, cool. cool. It, it could just or be they just, le- you know, they could just leave it. at Well, yeah, they could just leave it at that and just open to interpretation. Right. That's yep. I like that. I like that. And then the other thing is, I don't know, like you wouldn't know this, but I read that it's uh, Ewan McGregor's daughter who plays the pink haired girl who says like some girls just get lost here kind of thing. It's like, oh, really? Some kids oh, okay. get lost here. So you don't really you don't really leave Dayu, she says. But that's um, Ewan McGregor's daughter, I think. Oh. And yeah. this um, this movie, this sequence, sorry, it's the sequence of the show did a better job explaining Spice than the entire yes. Boba Fett series, which is a which is a big which spice is like a bl- big uh, plot point. So I found that yeah. interesting. It's like, oh, I finally understand. Like, yeah, I thought that. Well, Obi Wan finds himself going next. He finds himself turning Breaking Bad. He's got the mask and on, and everyone's doing the camouflage. <laughs> They're paving plot holes here. I mean, like seriously, because you're gonna watch them in chronological order at one point, and it's gonna make sense now because they introduce it here. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he ends up finding her in, I guess, where they are mixing or making. Well, yeah, he has to go through the lab. It's a steal like an outfit. I thought that was cool. And then and then I love this because we're getting him. He's back in action. He's a little rusty, but he's fighting fist fighting in the hallway, not even busting out the lightsaber. Tries to smack and like an alien basically on the head who has horns yeah. and like just completely cuts his hand over, which I was dying. And then he punches someone awesome. and he's like, ow, ow. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, guy with horns looks a lot like Darth Maul, who's, uh, you know, from Dathomir is his, uh, a Zachrab or whatever from like we've seen them in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like it's one of those Darth Maul kind of uh, brothers of the night sisters yep. or whatever <laughs> so yep. so yeah so cool references here and there but him just cutting his hand on the the head of yeah. that guy was hilarious to me um but then he he um gets to reunite with or gets to meet leia since you know revenge of the sith and <laughs> he has to kind of play it cool and she's just a lot to handle for him uh, i like the dynamic between them uh like yeah. she's trying to run off in every which direction like she gets spooked by that big alien you know by sully from uh monsters inc that's right <laughs> sully from monsters inc. Yeah, exactly uh but yeah she's just like and then she finally agrees to listen to him and they kind of have to figure out the next steps i yeah i i think it's great i think it's the best part of the show uh the day between leia and obi-wan so yeah i have no, nothing else to say other than i love, I love yeah that. like 
we have Lola. He's like, oh, make sure that thing doesn't make any noise. And she's like, well, like, you know, she can't. And then, mm-hmm, yeah. and then he changes his tune, gets a little softer, and he's like, oh, what happened? And <laughs> everything. Well, like yeah, that, and so. I like how I like how he says, you remind me of someone. And you know, she was a leader. Like I like. Oh, how that was great. There is an yeah. emotional connection because of his past, right? But she doesn't know it. And he, mm-hmm. like, he's such a good actor. Like I will. Like we didn't talk about it, but you McGregor is such a good actor. He does so much in these two episodes. Well, he's really, better now than he was even in the movies, right? Like, yeah. I think he mm-hmm. he plays this version of the character. I mean, it's not that he's bad in the prequels. I don't think that he is in any way a weak point. No, of he's those, probably of the those best movies. part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think that there's something about the 20 year difference. Like he just I don't know, like, you know, he played a really great part in a season of Fargo where he plays two different characters that are complete opposites of each other. Um, and he kind of feels like he's playing a different character here and has played two different characters, even though they are the same person, just, you know, 10 yeah. years apart. I, I, lot, I think a lot can happen in 10 years. <laughs> a lot can happen in 10 years. And I, th- I just think he really plays this age, this style, this whatever really well. It's, I mean, they're going to go back to him, but it's still good casting, you know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was his swan song for the role either. Like, if, yeah. if, if yeah. he doesn't do much yeah. more inside of it. Yeah. But uh, either way, I, I really hope the rest of these four are like these two because it's been going really well so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Inquisitors, of course, like Reva's yep. plan is. It's a funny dynamic because you have the Grand Inquisitors trying to control things, but it's Reva's actions that are driving the story at this point. Like it's she's it's her ideas that are paying off and kidnapping Leia drew him out into Dayu. And now they're going to go get and, and Grand Inquisitor wants to take credit. It's kind of like how, you know, um, what's his face was in Rogue One was getting frustrated for Tarkin taking his credit, you know? Right, Direct right. Krennic. Yeah, I understand. So it's, it's like super dysfunctional. Dynamic. It's like if they just work together, they could get what we want. But it's like they're the bad guys, right? So they're all kind of selfish. They're all it's like Team like, Rocket over here, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> Team Rocket. <laughs> they're like, you know, they he doesn't want her to succeed, even though they're on the same team, right? So I like that. I may attract. Uh, I don't quite. Her character motivations are really not clear. Her character, I've yet, I've yet to determine. Although it gets interesting in this episode, I will. I've yet, yeah, I've yet to determine if I like that uh, character because, like, I got to figure out what she's, what the point is. But like, like, she instantly gets skyrocketed to be a major character over Grand Inquisitor. Like, even if you're a fan of the animated series, like, they're clearly focusing on her in this episode. Yeah, I mean, I felt that through both episodes. To be honest, I felt that I felt that he was just a patsy or. So I, I don't fully I don't fully disagree with you, Mike, because I think that like as much as I'm all for what they're doing with her and I think she's interesting and I know that the sisters are in that in the Fallen Order game and, and they're actually probably one of the best parts of that game. Um, I, I still didn't expect her to kill the Grand Inquisitor, at least if they were going to go that way, not that early. So I think that was actually kind of a shock to me and, and a cool scene where she's kind of trying to hunt him down in that hangar area. Um but it's true. Her her motivations, which Ian, you've mentioned a few times now, are like, oh, she wants to, you know, be more well known with Vader and she wants to get her be more renowned and all these types of things and get more favor and everything. But if that's it, it kind of feels like, all right, it's bad for the sake of being bad in some ways. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. yeah, but it's but it's still OK. It's still okay. I want to see what's there. I want to see what's what's driving her. Before I make any, you know, there's probably more. There's probably yeah. more. But that key yeah, piece. I, I like, I, I know we we jumped ahead a little bit. We'll we'll double back for sure on some of this other stuff. But that key piece of her kind of delivering the information to Obi Wan that means like 
she knows how badly Darth Vader wants Obi-Wan Kenobi because he's still technically out there, unaccounted for, and he really badly wants to find him. And she is now bringing him the information that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader, which I don't think he really put two and two together before this no. moment. No, no, which just is a his big reaction. thing for the yeah. story, right? So that that kind of introduces what like the stakes for her are, even if it's just superficial, like I want power and this and that. She has a relationship with Anakin. Yeah, and it's an interesting way. It's an interesting way of delivering that information to him. Like they could have made it this big, <clears throat> you know, sort of reveal of I don't know, some sort of more not bombastic way, but like it's mentioned kind of like when vader is talking to luke in return of the jedi where he's talking about leia and and revealing that leia is his sister like that's what it reminds me of he's like he's you're you're she's your sister and now he's like she's like anakin's still alive and he's darth vader oh you didn't know like it feels very similar right they're holding red lightsabers it's quiet it's in the dark you know one's hiding the other one's not like i don't know i i to me, I thought of Return of the Jedi. It's it's great. It's a cool. It's, I don't know if it's intentional, but to me, it felt like it was an intentional callback to that. Yeah, I thought the whole. I thought it was a bit cheesy the way they got away. The way she's like the worst. The second episode was definitely like worse than the first episode. And the worst part of the episode was so she gets all the bounty hunters to go after him. Yeah, that's what. Right? Yeah, that's what the thing we kind of jumped over was. Yeah. Like, okay. It, that's like, a cool it's scene. It's kind of similar to Mandalorian when Grief Cargo is mad at Mando. You know what I mean? Yeah. He sends all the bounty hunters the, Mandos, the call of the bounty hunters. That's like a go-to move by evil Star Wars characters, I guess. But it's like she sees him. She's on the rooftops. Then they have like, I swear, like they keep cutting to her like 10 times. And she's doing all this cool parkour. She's doing like and, the moon. And, no, she's doing and like she the doesn't even night. get there. And she doesn't she's even get the there. the moon night stuff. She's, I'm like, she's what's the point of the like? 10 scenes of her doing parkour she, she is jumping around and she doesn't a lot get and, there yeah and she's still <laughs> jumping around when they leave or when they yeah, like, it's escape ridiculous. yeah it's true she doesn't get catch up to them at all like we'll have later to see how it plays out right but for me that's yeah. because like it pays off the camille and Janny character right he's the yeah. one who's yeah, and then he's still around. Well, I thought I, I thought his was character cool. was was you guys. I know you guys like. I thought his character was very paper thin very paper thin it was very much like let's give kumail a character and like let's introduce him and then pay him off later in the same episode like, he has to have an arc i was like when i saw him i was like he's coming back he's gonna be the guy that helps him later in the episode like it was super paper thin it that, was i think that's that's exactly what it is i don't disagree yeah. at all it's I, also I just showing that not everyone is scum and villainy in the galaxy like there's some people that are like it, walking it's, that it's line thin. it's 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 yeah, an in and out type of type of character totally, and yeah. that's totally fine but that happens that character has happened of the in week. all these shows. Yeah, he's the character yeah, of the week. Basically, yeah. it's happened basically. in all these shows. It happens in some scenes in the movies. It, it, you know, it, it's fine. It's I don't think it's meant to be more than that. And you can't have every every character can't be super deep, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, um, and and he's a and he's a fun actor to watch. He delivers some quirky lines, and I'm I'm here for that. So it's not it's not all bad, but I get your point. You're not wrong. So we we touch on it. Power, you were starting to talk about it. Um, Reva has a confrontation. They're both going for the same guy. They know they have him cornered. And the Grand Inquisitor wants to be the one to do it, take him down. They have this huge confrontation over it. And she actually supposedly kills the Grand Inquisitor, which is kind of crazy. Because she's kind of like showing that she's going to be the antagonist. Well, until we get teased at the very end of the episode. She's the one that like Obi-Wan has to deal with before he gets to the next boss level. Which is Darth <laughs> Vader himself, 
because we get this cool ending shot. Like, what did you guys think of like, you know, the turn, the fact that she kills the Grand Inquisitor, and then we get like confirmation that Darth Vader is going to be the big bad. Of I think series. Dave talked about it, but to me, her killing Grand Inquisitor, like I, I felt nothing for that because I had no. Oh, it's just a power of, move for like for yeah, anyone who doesn't know who he is. It's exactly. just like oh, I'm, I'm jumping up a level, right? Yeah. Like, if you had, if you had history with the Grand Inquisitor character, maybe you would. It would be more impactful but i always felt like the show, uh, the show was focusing on her as the main character like even in the first episode yeah, yeah yeah and so like you said it's like a trope of like you're the evil organization and you kill the person ahead of you and the grand inquisitor to me doesn't carry any weight because i've never seen him or anything and he seemed kind of incompetent <laughs> to be honest more than anything so yeah it was like it was just a yeah it wasn't i think i was just surprised that it happened or that it happened this early in the show or something like that, you know, maybe, but, but I, I I'm fine with it. But I, I, again, I don't disagree with what you said, Mike, how it feels a little yeah, bit. If they're, if they're treating him as this like really big death, then it's not, it's not hitting with people that, you know, aren't familiar with him because not, he's not, not as as well, in, right? in a so. way, like seeing Cat Bane and Book of Boba Fett in a, in a similar way, right? Like people yeah, know about him, but then, thing. Yeah. like not everyone knows about him and he's already dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, that's just true. Very similar. Yeah, very similar. Um, but like they, they, you know, it was, you know, they were setting him up, like you guys said, because he had the double satellites who were spinning it in uh, Needle's mm-hmm. face and like mm-hmm. taking Vex's face right off, it seems. So yeah. yeah, like now he's out of the picture. Reva is pursuing Obi-Wan and Leia because she wants to gain favor with Darth Vader. And that's how it kind of ends. Leaves us on cliffhanger going to episode three mm-hmm. with confirmation to the general audience that Hayden Christensen is back as you see Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, see yeah. Darth I mean, Vader, like, like the mask. Like to me, I, I mean, it, it makes sense that they hype up the fact that Vader's in it and everything. It would again. It's like one of those things where I would have liked to not know that that the Hulk was in Thor Ragnarok. You know, th- things like that. It'd be nice to just be surprised. But also because I do know, I actually didn't really need to see him at the end of this episode. Like I don't. Well, yeah, but I you got to give why. everyone a fair chance, right? Like to be excited about yeah. that because yeah. it is celebration weekend. Like we know everything that's happening in Star Wars, but not necessarily everyone would. Oh, the vast majority of people do not know the vast majority. Like, never mind us. Like we're yeah, guys, we're super smart. We know everything. So yeah. um, <laughs> well, we have the red phone. We yeah. talk to the executive. Yeah, right. We talked we talked to Mr. and Mrs. Hollywood all the time. The thing that I want me, you guys can, can like. Hayden, like Hayden Christensen coming back. Like, yeah, he's been away from the Star Wars for a long time. You know, he got treated like crap for, you know, the the, role, the roles. They weren't well received. So I get him coming back is, a, is a, a big deal. But it's interesting. He's coming back. He's playing Darth Vader. Like, he's the most, like, costumed character. Like, I never understood, like, is this yeah. the only time we're going to get to see his no, face? No, I think, I think we are going to get flashbacks. Maybe yeah, we could talk okay. a little bit about what we're looking forward to seeing if we have any. Because why would they bring him back if they were just going to have him have Darth Vader in a full suit the whole time, right? Like, it, no, I think we're going to see some flashbacks, some de aging a little they bit. They have I think to, so. right? To bring to make bringing him back. Yeah, if you have him, they're going to have to use him for more than that. There's going to be some sort of. Yeah. I don't know how far back they're going to flash though, because. Um. I mean, he doesn't look that much older because he's not a guy that looks old by any means, but. I could see them having interactions with like more Obi Wan and Anakin, just like fleshing yeah. out certain things, just fleshing out more of the characters. It would have or... to be stuff. I wonder if they'll like replay 
maybe not completely replay shot for shot or something, but like sort of pick a scene from Clone Wars, for example. Here's, here's what would be really insane. So this is my out there theory, okay? Yeah. We have Reva, and what if she was, I know they said that she came from the gutter, but who knows how they encountered her. But like, what if she was one of the kids that escaped from the Jedi Temple? Maybe she's the only one that escapes out of a group of them or something. Yeah, I want that she gets her. Turned. I want a more backstory from her, and I want yeah. So, yeah. so what if Anakin is like as Darth Vader actually turning her to the dark side in Flash? Right. See, that's why I mean, I'm honestly, I judgment on this character because I think they could go a lot of cool places with it. Well, I really liked in like spoiler alert for Jedi Fallen Order, but I liked how like Darth Vader or just the Empire in general treated the Inquisitors and like they were always tortured to be brought over to the dark side and then like they really held them like sort of under their thumb. You know what I mean? It was just like mm-hmm. uh like Darth Vader really tortured these people. So Yeah, uh, I mean anything to, to do with, with the Jedi temple and Luke training or anybody training Jedi's and stuff, like I am all for any stories related to that like i i don't know what it is that stuff always interests me i would um, love to see a series with luke and it doesn't have to be mark hamill but they might do that mm-hmm. dh thing training like a young kylo man so good hmm. I, I would take it <laughs> i would yeah, take it. Yeah. i think the guy that that you know the guy that they they have playing luke right now finally get the origin story to the knights of ren yeah yeah right exactly stuff like <laughs> well, that i think we should Maybe get that do it because- yeah like, what are they? Well, that's stand-ins. Yeah. But if we got something that fleshed them out, then maybe Rise of Skywalker could become one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Keep dreaming. Once we have like, once we have like five, once we have like five movies, propping it up a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once we have thirteen hours of extra content to make it better. That's right. That's right. Uh, but I'm really hyped for where this show's going. Like, I was really satisfied yeah. with those first two episodes. And I think there's only four left. But if it's treated like a long extended movie, I'm here for it. And, like, we're going to see what happens Obi Wan. And I think they could really stick the landing here. It's like a good Darth Vader, Obi Wan Kenobi, round three fight, like Mortal Kombat style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine. Except we know of no one, di- no one finishes anyone. We know that. That's yeah, that's I know. That's- right. Yeah. Just the like, inherent problem with prequels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like my wife was watching and she's like, <gasps> I'm like, if they're going to make it out, they'll be fine. <laughs> Newer characters like Reva, like we're going to explore them and we'll see what happens. Right? Yeah. I, th- I Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure. I think I said this earlier, but I'm pretty sure this must take place before that game. And if she's in the game, which I can't remember for sure, but if she is, uh, someone mm. listening is probably like, oh, yeah, duh, she is. Or duh, she isn't. Um, the sisters are in it. They're doing another game. They're doing another game. Okay, here's what I think. I think like he, we see him escaping the temple. So if my theory was correct and she's escaped the temple, then it'd be kind of like after, uh, like Jedi Fallen Order would take place after because he's grown. I think so. Yeah, Yeah. I think it is after, but it's hard to know. Either way, it's exciting that they're starting to tie all this stuff in that's supposedly canon. So now it's coming into the live action. Yeah, man, I like a heck of a thing to tie into uh, to make a canon. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I want to see if, uh, presumably it's going to be, you know, keeping Leia safe and that's what it's going to be. And he'll probably have to go back to Tatooine either at the end or somewhere in the middle. Um, whether he stays there or not isn't a whole other thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I like that they're, that they're doing it. They're definitely doing something different and what I think we didn't expect. And I like that. Like that in itself, that in itself is worth it. 
I could see that. I could also see them like rescuing Leia, and then like she's not even in the last couple episodes, and it's just you know what I mean. Like I could see them kind of moving on. Like yeah, because like I was gonna say, there's not much of a. It's hard to theorize what's gonna go from here because it's sort of like him and Leia have escaped. The only thing now that's changed is that he's figured out that Anakin's still out there, and yeah, I think Inquisitors are hunting him. But you know, this, he could give Leia back, and then what's gonna happen next is just a total mystery. Like I have no idea. I have no theories even so. i'm hoping powers guess that it's two-thirds obi-wan one-third darth vader comes true and we get a lot of darth vader content in the next like yeah the to, last bring two him, to bring him back it would make sense towards to, the end yeah, yeah but somehow he has to make sure that he's not tracking him back to tattooing in some way right like, i think it's to gonna end sure. where like you could argue yeah. that obi-wan won the fight but like he's kind of down and out and, like mm-hmm. but darth vader obviously goes on to be the right hand of the empire and he just mm-hmm. thinks obi-wan's gone like yeah right like he's gonna yeah he's gonna have to make vader think that he's not around like Mm -hmm. that has to happen in some way or to make sure that he's somehow not going to track him to tattooing like there has to be a way to make that happen right the other thing to support the hayden christensen like flashback idea is Mm -hmm. i think he's rumored to be in the ahsoka show so because ahsoka and anakin had a relationship there's gonna be flashbacks whether it's in this show or that one so it makes yeah. sense if you bring back Hayden Christensen and get some FaceTime, right? Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Like, I, I guys, I, th- I think that this is uh, a good first, a good start to the series. We're going to have a few more episodes to talk about. Uh, if you've made it this far in our recap, we're going to recap the middle sections of the show on our Patreon page, and then we're going to get the finale. We're trying to get guests. We like having guests on these shows, too, because we want to see different perspectives. And even if it's not a different perspective, just more people that are excited about this stuff. So <laughs> um, so the finale we'll have on our main feed. But if you want to see every or hear everything else that's in between, you'll, you'll catch it on Patreon. But uh, but um, hopefully you're enjoying the first couple episodes like we are. And uh, and we're going to sit through the show. And, and I think we're going to really sort of see where it goes. We're excited to see where it goes. These sort of mini series are, are kind of nice. And if you haven't heard already and you're listening to this, we also did like a quick 10, 12 minute um, uh, gush session on the, uh, yeah, <laughs> on the, the Andor uh, trailer as well, which is still very exciting. So you can hear that on Patreon as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash back in my day. And Mike, where's everything else? Uh, at day back in on social media. And the podcast is called Back in My Day. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can leave a five-star review on whatever you listen to. Apple, Spotify, it all helps. And again, our handle on almost every social media platform is at Day Back In. Indeed, indeed. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for going back to the galaxy with us. We will, uh, if you're listening to this when these episodes first came out, just as a heads up, we have a lot of really fun movie reviews coming out. Um, we're going to look back at, uh, Batman forever and Batman and Robin. And we're also going to watch what one of us chose as the movie to watch from 1997 from our 1997 summer movie, which you'll have the results and our discussion about that movie in the same episode also coming up in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned. We'll see you then. So, Mr. Kenobi, under job experience, you wrote influencer. You know, that's 
That's not a real job, right? It is a real job. It is a real job. You want to see some of my bikini pics. I want to see some of your bikini pics.